Well, after much anticipation, our season review is finally here. Lights out, away we go. Hello and welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast. We are back finally for a highly anticipated season review. I know you've been waiting a little bit of time, but we thought we'd let the dust settle. Um, I know there were some awards going on last night, weren't there? Yes, yes, the, oh gosh, champion of champ, no. Something like that, anyway. um, And there was an update from the BCTC page that they were there and Sutton was there representing and and all the good things like that. So we thought we'd take you through a season review. Uh, We'll go through sort of like team by team, looking at the drivers in that team. Um, Just as caveat at the start, we will be looking at drivers that have completed seven or more rounds this season, just so we get a good overview of how their performance has been this this year um one driver that just missed out on that was andy neat because of the up and down season that he had with obviously illness or not being able to run the car certain weekends so we thought we'd just just avoid the controversy on that issue and look at drivers that have done seven or more rounds how have you been russ i've been okay obviously the withdrawal symptoms have set in slightly yes Um, we're going to have to wait a while. We're not going to cover any of the news topics that have been released in the last couple of weeks either because, frankly, there's only one or two confirmed stories. The rest are fully in the BTCC Silly Season rumour mill. Um, a fun game to play at home, by the way. Get yourself a little uh, wheel and a little arrow on it. Drive on one side, on one wheel, on another wheel team. Spin the both. You've got yourself a BTC rumour. So yep. that's the way to do it. Um, and also, as a quick piece of housekeeping and a spoiler alert, Sutton won the championship. Yeah, if you haven't actually seen any of the season, one, why are you listening to this bit first? Uh, and two, there are plenty of other podcasts that you can go and catch up from us throughout the season. Yep. And I'm sure sometime soon, if not already, there will be an ITV season review in full. The box of which of the DVD was on the desk last night at the award mm. ceremony. But yes, there will be spoilers. Yes, Ash won it and we'll be looking at other moments throughout the season. So please do not come at us with, you spoiled it for me. Yeah, any other news we'll bring to you in... In probably an update podcast maybe midway through December depending on the news that is released obviously and lockdowns yeah and lockdowns and this is also the final sort of like era of this version of touring car isn't it we'll be moving into the hybrid era next year so we we're questioning how the off season is going to go and we're going to look to do a pod on or at least an article on the hybrid car and what the key differences are going to be but obviously it's pointless doing that so far away from the season as I'm not sure everyone's fully aware of the details yet, or indeed who's developing them, etc., etc. So we'll do that nearer the time, probably sometime in the new year. Yep, we'll sh- we shall look to get into it then, um, and we'll start at the back end of the grid, um, well, where they normally were, uh, with Team Hard in their Cupras. So Team Hard then, with a new car for the year, a Cupra, very excited to have that on the grid. It's always good to have a nice new car. It's a good-looking car as well. It is a good-looking car, and it's nice to have a car that's not got the Honda or BMW badge on it as well, um, just for a bit of variety. Uh, it was a mixed season, I think it's fair to say, for Team Hard. Obviously, four new cars to develop, which is a heck of an undertaking at the best of times. Effectively, a three-car, a three-team split. So you had Goff, Geddy, and then Mitchell, who took over from Geddy on yep. one team. Um 
Taylor Smith ran his own hub, hub um, kind of hub spot. financial solutions. Mm. Yep. And then you had uh, Nick Hamilton in the Rocket car, which was only really Rocket in name and not in nature. Uh, should we start with the sort of season for Nick Hamilton then, as he um, say was running the team not on his own, but scoring points for his own team, as it were. And it wasn't a year which yielded any points for Nick, unfortunately. No, unfortunately it wasn't. He did get caught up in a few incidents throughout the year. Some were his fault, some were other people's fault that he just couldn't get out of the way of. Uh, I think one of the most notable ones was up at Knock Hill where uh, Oliphant accidentally put him into the pit wall. Yes. Uh, which kind of Off summed, up, yeah, summed yeah. up his season, really. Um, it's always difficult when jumping into a brand new car, especially when you're not an experienced racer in the sport and Nick also has all these adaptations made to his car that can't make it any easier for him no but take the positives because it's very easy to do the negatives he's able to compete the full season this year there's no funding issues only five retirements as well so it is an improvement and there is potential for further improvement of course but yeah the, the main problem for Nick, I think, is that of a 30-car grid, he was 27th, 28th a fair amount of the time. And in qualifying as well, just quite a way off that pace. It was sort of him or neat sort of towards the end of the qualifying, um, the pace setting. You know, shoots of hope, I think. But, yeah, it wasn't a particularly strong season in that sense of the word for, for Nick. Um, and as such, we have given him the driver grade of a D for the year. Yeah, his best result came at the opening round, or the third round in at the opening of the season, uh, at Thruxton, where he took a, a 17th, and that was in those changeable conditions. Yeah. Um, so we know that there's a little bit of development there to be had for him. I would probably expect him to be back next season, depending so. on finance and stuff like that um, obviously moving into the hybrid era teams are going to have to really have a hard look at finances good plan thank you uh, and see whether they can run four cars but you would assume having bought those four cars in brand new this season that would be what they were looking towards we'll also get your uh, award later on but pot- potential contender for delivery of the year Oh, I hadn't even considered no, liveries just, of the year. Just done it on the fly. You know, I like, like to keep on your toes. You Thank know. you. Uh, we're, we're not deciding how we'll do it in part the end of the pod. We do out the rest of the awards. But it was a strong livery. Yes, yeah. That that was a strong livery last year. I think that was your favourite last year, wasn't it? The Rocket one. Yeah, it looked good on the car. It yeah. suited the car well. And this one suits the car well as well. Yes, so. very much so. Okay, moving away from Nick, we'll then go to Aaron Taylor-Smith. As say, the other driver in a single car team under the banner of Hard. Of course, should have mentioned previously were effectively a seven car unit because they'd um, joined forces with laser tools this year in a sort of a information data and mechanical sharing agreement which yes which is something that I've, we've not really seen before well we do just not so obviously because also no. we, we, we kind of know that wsr have shared stuff with sicily btc and um dynamics last year had a closer working agreement than perhaps it did this year yeah but this was a very public we're now seven car yeah effectively and it gave Hard the chance to sort of piggyback on Laser Tool's success, which is good for the brand, good for exposure, good for getting sponsorship in. Yep. Um, but yeah, Aaron Taylor-Smith, back in the series, um, scored 33 points. Surprisingly strong for me. Yeah, consistent. Certainly in the early part of the season, I wasn't expecting as much pace, and to be up there with Goff, 
Um, and he seemed to sort of like just be there or thereabouts. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, there's only a couple of races where he's finished low down in the order. Quite a few times he's flirting around, you know, the, the fifth, the you know, the fifteenth to twentieth places. You know, so not too far off the point scoring places. And only one retirement. Yep. At uh, Thruxton, second Thruxton, that is. And also, what was pressed me was perhaps as a mark of how poor Turkton was performing at the time as well. But Brands, which we were able to attend the first one. Turton got stuck behind Aaron Taylor-Smith and couldn't get past him. Couldn't, yep. you know, he was able to match him on the pace. A strong return to the series. He is back next year. He's been announced on mm. a contract with Team Hard, so he'll be back. Um, I wonder if he'll step across to be Goff's actual teammate because he's also been announced as next year, so that could yeah. be something they look to do. Yep. Uh, but yeah, a good return. We'll hope next year to perhaps get a top 10 finish, which is the only thing that really eludes him this year from what he might have been looking at. Yeah, I was going to say he's very 11. close on a few occasions, um, but yeah, he he seemed to be able to race well, considering yeah. his time out of the sport. Well, he's a race winner. Let's not forget in the yes. series. So you yes. know, he's clearly not lost that craft. Okay, the other two. Let's go with uh, Mitchell. We're not going to cover Geddy because he wasn't in the series long enough, really, was he, to, to get a point? No, three very difficult rounds at the start of the season, um, and then family commitments took over, which is completely understandable. Yeah. So Mitchell stepped in and had a pointless season in terms of points scored. Um, had decent-ish pace, but was always sort of in that 20th to back of the grid um, melee. Very much a learning season for him. Yeah, but um, to be expected. And also developing. His, his results gradually got better towards the end of the season. He achieved his best result at the penultimate round at Brands Hatch, which was the 17th. He'd also had a 19th at Donington. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was there were signs of pace there. And I think in both of those rounds, he wasn't too far off Taylor Smith and Goff. I'd also say he raced well as well. He wasn't yes. involved in any silly incidents where it was a misjudgment on his part. You know, he got caught up in a couple of incidents of other people's making, maybe. But I can't really remember any incident where you said he's to blame, it's a foolish move, or you know, signs of lack of experience in making a, a judgment. So yeah, a good a good start to his career in touring cars. We'll have to see if he's back this year, of course. And then Goff, which really was, to name an old podcast of ours, a tale of two halves, um, mm. or game of two halves, uh, which I think still exists on some of the older <laughs> older podcast sites if you like your football. But... It was so promising in the opening half of the season. Massively. The the opening, what's that, 12, 11 rounds where he scored points in every single one and the only other driver to do that was Sutton at the time. Who was quite good. Quite, quite good, quite yes. Good. Um, and in that time he managed to achieve a second at Brands Hatch Indy in the final race, which... We were there, weren't we? Yeah, and he went a million miles off Morgan in that race either, no. to be fair. Um, and then Alton Park happened. Yeah. And then that was pretty much his season done in terms of what you uh, you know see as good, solid results. I mean, he only got one of a top ten uh, after Alton Park. And that was at the final round where we knew that he was going to go well at Brands because he had done earlier in the season. Yeah, He's had, uh, what, only one retirement, one non-classified as well, but the the amount of non-point scores in that middle part of the season yeah. really hurt his championship progress, which is why he's finished down in 17th. And what do you think that is? Is it just a case that other teams catch up as the season goes on? That they, they find their little tweaks where you know, they can reclaim some of that? Or is it just that... Cause I say at the start of the season, we were really surprised how quick out of the box the car was. It qualified yep. well, he raced well. You say he had the run of point scoring. 
you know, crashes can happen, you know, as we saw at Alton Park. And then, I say, he, him and, to be fair, the rest of the team just seemed so off the pace for round after round after round. Lock Hill in particular was a complete surprise for me in terms of how poor the weekend was. Dare I say it, we saw a similar thing with the Hyundai last year. Yeah. It started off really quite promising, and we thought, okay, this this car means a little bit of business. Yeah. And then towards the mid mid season, it sort of like tailed off. And I wonder whether that's just the thing of a new car. And there are so many different ways that you can go on setups and stuff like that. One, I think it is much more difficult with a four car team. Yeah. Because you've got drivers having so many different driving styles and different directions they may want to take the car in. Well, I think also at that particular four car team drives of complete differing levels of ability and yes. natural yes. race ability. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think it was a diff- difficult patch mid-season for Goff. Um, I'm sure he'll be looking to bounce back next season. As we said, we, he, he is already announced, uh, along with Taylor Smith, and I think that will be a good grounding position for Team Hard, bringing those drivers across from this season. I would agree. Okay, should we look at another new car then? Um, not a new team. Well, it was a new team, I suppose, in, in, in a Effectively. sense. Uh, Sicily had uh, obviously ran the Mercedes for Morgan for many years under a few guises, uh, Magtools, Wix filters, etc. Yep. Uh, and this year they were running a BMW with car gods, which are a car detailing and washing thing I'd never, ever heard of. No, me neither. Um, decent livery, potentially up there for, again, award yep. of the year, though. Not winning any, not winning it for me. I'm going to give that away now. <laughs> uh, rear wheel drive car, championship winning car. The car Turkton won, or you know, the, the same model style that Turkton won the 2019 championship in, and was to be piloted by Adam Morgan, unsurprisingly. Mm. And stepping across to partner him was Tom Chilton, the man that has raced every car on the grid, and had, and still not. In fact, yeah. he's raced every car on the grid and still not raced a rear wheel drive car up until this point, as Morgan had hadn't either. And I think we were cautious at the start of the season to see how they would both fit into the car and and how they would develop. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say Morgan has done much better. Yeah, I'd say that Morgan <laughs> has done better than I expected and um, Chilton worse than I expected. Lackluster yeah. for me. Um, maybe distracted with other commitments that he had this season, looking into the um, electric touring car series with Hyundai. Um, or but, maybe just getting used to driving a Hyundai for next season. Yeah. <laughs> if he goes there. Yeah, he hasn't driven that one yet, no, has he? So no. um, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, Chilton really disappointed me this season. Um, he had, what, four, five top ten finishes. Mm-hmm. In the season as a whole, three Didn't, of which came at one yeah, event. Three of which were at the final event, and no higher than sixth, which is a disappointment for a driver of his standing. I think that disappointment was met by Sicily because he isn't there next year. Mm. We know he's not going on for a second year. We don't know where he's going, if he's staying in the touring cars, etc. But he will not be remaining with uh, Sicily and Car Gods, which of course means there is a, a gap there now. Yep. Let the rumours begin. Rumours were already rife, weren't they? Yeah, we're not not, so not going to entertain who might be there next year because we'll do that on another pod. Uh, moving to uh, teammate of Morgan, who had a better better year of it, but only really in the first half. Second half sort of tailed away a little bit with incidences and accidents, but did take two wins and a further two podiums, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really solid outing at Alton Park, didn't he? Yeah. Taking those two thirds and a fifth. 
um, which we thought from then he might actually kick on with the car and go, okay, this could be a car that could finish maybe top eight, top six in the championship. But as you say, ran into incidences throughout the rest of the season, had three retirements. Obviously, that did not start at Donington because of the amount of damage sustained. Yeah, and then started with the car pointing 45 degrees due southeast (laughs) in the race three. Yeah, and it just sort of like tailed off at the end of the season, which I think he would be disappointed with. Um, But going into next year, I think he'll be um, excited... Yeah, because Sicily look like they're the ones developing the rear-wheel drive hybrid. Yeah, though the stock pitches at the moment are in a one series, mm. which would be surprising having just yep. purchased a three series. Yep. Although you can probably just mount the one series engine. We're not the differences are less subtle than a racing car than they are in a road car. You know, yes, in the road car, it's a very different setup between yep. the two cars. Here, you just stick the engine in the middle of the car, and um, you can go away because it's a BMW, so with engines is fine. Um, <laughs> Yeah, second. Yeah, looking forward to seeing what he can do next year. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's actually been officially announced yet. But it's his team, his dad runs the team. Yeah, yeah, you can expect Adam Morgan to be there next year. Um, the only thing I would say is that we did see classic Morgan really throughout the season of race one and two there or thereabouts, and then race three stick around for the reverse grid, and that obviously paid off for him at Thruxton, um, yeah. where he got his second win of the season, which is something that Morgan has done very well with. Whether he can take the next step to be a title contender, that is the question. But 161 points in a car that he's never driven before, in a style he's never driven before, is pretty good going, and he's beaten Jason Plato along the way. (laughs) Which everyone can be pleased about. (laughs) Except Jason. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Moving on now to Jason then, PMR, and probably one of the drivers of the season, Dan Lloyd. Mm -hmm. Now, coming into this season, we thought Astra, oldest car on the grid, they're going to struggle. And in parts, they did. Oh, I thought you were going to make an oldest driver on the grid joke there as well. No, no, not that harsh. Yeah, okay. Um, in parts, they did struggle with the car at points, but there are also some race weekends where we thought, this this isn't the oldest car on the grid, surely. Well, I mean, Donington, the qualifying in Donington was quite stunning, wasn't it? With the fact yes. they were both in the top... Uh, top three. Top three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From uh, nowhere. I think... Going into that weekend, we'd predicted that they'd be nowhere as well. So they've they've constantly proved us wrong all season. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lloyd's end to the season has been simply fantastic, considering sort of like the back injury that he was carrying along the way as well. He took four podiums throughout the season. Jason only took the one in the opening round at Thruxton. Um, but that was an interesting drive as well, wasn't it? It was a masterful, in fairness to Jason, it was a masterful drive of how to drive in changing conditions because yeah. he, he made a decision, he stuck with it, and he was able to reap the rewards and did make some good passes in that race as well. It wasn't you know, a masterclass of how to do that kind of driving. Perhaps only usurped by Hill's performance on that race on the wrong tyres. Yeah. yeah, I think the problem with Jason is, and it's been his problem all his racing career is he does love a moan doesn't he all year moaning about the car the car doesn't work in a straight line doesn't turn properly it's not got any pace in the straight line you can't follow another car because if you get too close then your car starts overheating and you have no straight line speed which would be fine if the same applied to Lloyd which it just didn't <laughs> like we've seen the play between teams before where the car's not worked it's not worked for his team and you go yeah okay he's got a point here it's mm. not you know but here Lloyd has well, he worked out towards the end of the season it was set up issues yeah. didn't he yeah because he said he'd been through the data which I don't know why he hadn't been through the data earlier in the season but at the penultimate round at Donington he goes and sticks it in third doesn't yeah. he 
and he found something that gave them a little bit extra straight line speed and, and what they needed. However, his results at Donington go on to sort of disappoint with an 18th and a 15th after starting so well. And I think that's my biggest disappointment with Jason this year is that on multiple occasions he's had the opportunity to do something well, whether that be get another podium or even, whisper it, a win. Silverstone sticks in my mind, front row of the grid. Yeah. Uh, and no, he wasn't. He was demoted to third, wasn't he? Because of the, yeah. Okay, but front in the top four of the grid, and he's sixth by the end of turn one, which isn't a particularly long run down to turn one. Nope. Donington, similar thing. He's about sixth, seventh by the end of turn one. Swamped. Swamped. Knockhill, pole on the grid. Wrong. T- I accept he's on the wrong tyre, and I've given my thoughts throughout the year about how stupid that system is, and I stand by <laughs> it. So I don't necessarily blame the Lock Hill result so badly, but going from pole to ninth isn't great. And you'd have thought that if anybody could cope with that situation, it would be somebody like Jason Plato. I think he was quite gutted to have missed out on the podium at Brands Indy as well, Yeah, where it was like millimetres. Yeah. We're, we're still both convinced that he was ahead. I, I still don't believe that he did not get the podium. But yeah, I'm, he was Nor ahead. does he. No, no, no. I think he then contrasts that to Lloyd, is that whenever he got a position to make something of, he did. I think that's the key difference this year, is that you take um, Dorrington, for an example, where he qualified uh, in the top three, took a second in race one, took a fifth in race two, where he was carrying the weight and carried it pretty well, and then race three, consolidated, got a seventh. Yeah. With weight on board again, pretty good showing. Brands Hatch GP again, qualified well, took a fourth, took a second, okay, race three madness, took a 13th, still a point scoring position. Yep. And at Silverson, as I mentioned, he was on the front row, and he gave him a hell of a run for his money and took a double podium that weekend. I'm I'm just looking at these results throughout the season. It looks as if Plato and Ingram are the only ones not to have had a retirement. Just putting that out there. So the, the, the consistency in the car is... Well, the reliability in the car is definitely there. Yeah, Lloyd had a couple of retirements throughout the season. But Plato is just raw pace not being there. You could see that, at, I think that that's perfectly um, encapsulated at Snetterton, where... Oh, Jesus. The, where they I both, didn't realise he went to Snetterton. Well, no, but they both accepted the car was struggling at Snetterton. Not surprising, you've got a 90-mile straight that goes on forever when you've not got any engine power. But... But Lloyd took three points scoring positions. He wasn't particularly fast, but he got the points, and Plato didn't. And that's, you know, I think that's been the difference between the two this year. Plato, Lord knows who he back, it'd be up to him. I mean, he, yeah. Jason will come back if he wants to come back, as simple as that. We know Constable is due to step into the team, but he yep. does is another question. And I think Lloyd will have certainly have pricked the ears of a few and eyes of a few other teams this year who might want him in the car. Certainly. Right then, another four-car team um, split into two parts. We're going to deal with the BTC Everstay Motorbase, which went through a few background changes before the start of the season with Mark Blundell. Uh, having a more active role as part of the MB Motorsport, and with um, Hollenby and Osborne, Os- Osborne's dad. No, oh, I'd say Hollenby stepped aside. Oh yes, yes, he did just as before did. the start of the season, despite yep. completing the takeover with uh, Osborne's dad yep. from the fella before, whose name now escapes me. So that's gone well. Dave Bart, Dave Bartram. Me. Thank you. I could rely on you, Sam. That's okay. So there were a few behind-the-scenes changes which led to them running four cars. Uh, half the garage will be dedicated to wearer tools with the Photon Group, which was uh, Andy Neat and um, Sam Osborne. Yep. 
Uh, Sam Osborne stepped across from the MB banner from the year before, yeah. effectively, and Neat was back from his spell at Motorbase last year. And then on the other side of the garage, in the more Blundell-operated unit, we had Jake Hill, who had obviously been in trade price cars the year before, and Ollie Jackson, who was retained from Motorbase um, from the previous year in the shredded wheat cars. So Where should we start? Let's start with the Photon Group, start where a tools team. Um, Osborne, then. Osborne and Neat. We're not doing Neat, as we said, so it is just yep. Osborne. Um, Osborne had a, a differing season throughout, didn't he? Yeah. There were glimpses of pace, mm-hmm. and we thought, okay, maybe he's turned a corner, brought back some of the little bits of pace that he showed in that ho- uh, Honda from last Honda, season. Yep. Um, and then at other points, we thought, what what... What well, driving is this? You say that, but had there not been a very well um, experienced, or not very well experienced, but a very experienced uh, team with a very good car in the Jack Sears, Osborne would have won the Jack Sears this year. Yes. And his performance in the Jack Sears was pretty good throughout the year, to be fair. He won a couple of rounds outright. Yep. Um, his performance was what you'd expect from him in the Jack Sears. He was unlucky that Road Bottom was also in the Jack Sears. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you know there were there were periods of the season where you were going, when is it going to click? You know because we've seen the shards, but we've not seen the consistency. He did score 16 points outright in the touring car championship, which is pretty good. Only one retirement, which was that big incident at Alton that we saw uh, that everyone happened. everyone got caught up in. Um, yes, which coined my lovely <laughs> yes. need on the t-shirt, but there we go. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, best. Finish of the season was a 12th at Thruxton in the opening round and also a 12th at Donington um, in the opening race there. There's a good racer in there somewhere. Yes. We've seen some good moves. We've also seen some silly moves. He obviously turned Turkin around at Brands Hatch at the uh, first of the Brands Hatches and was involved in a few tit-for-tat scraps throughout the season. But at other points, he raced well. Yeah, and we saw and it. was even, able to be competitive. And even in the MG days, in that barge of a car that was running on hamsters in the uh, running around the wheel he, yeah, <laughs> he had decent-ish results for what he could have been expected to there's there's a good driver in there somewhere yeah. it's just trying to find the consistency I don't think it's helped that he's been in the series and had three different cars no. uh, he can't it's difficult to settle into a car you'd have thought this being a new car Motorbase will keep on this next year keep the Ford for next year yeah. and hopefully that gives him a, a year a good grounding to push on for next year if he's there which you assume he would be yeah, it'll be interesting to see who his teammate might be next year because Neat has announced that he will be retiring. Um, so there is an opening there. Although he has got a son. Yeah, yeah, true. Although I think <laughs> I think he's obviously focused on the single yeah. Um, single format. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who his teammate is. If they can bring in an experienced individual, that could help him develop much more. Um, see what is available. Because looking towards the the end of this season now... These two, ha- these two teams who came together are looking to split again. Yeah, what's really interesting about that as well is that Blundell's obviously running the driver school side of things a bit more, and you assume he's still giving help to Osborne as they were yep. a four car team. But if you're going for Blundell School of Motoring, driver mentoring, etc., doesn't it not make sense to have Hill in the wearer side of the garage, the more experienced driver, and have Osborne with Jackson? Or yeah, I'm not sure. It depends. Uh, they obviously shared quite a lot of information last season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, partially because of the pandemic and trying to cut costs like that, um, but also because the the two teams had joined and they were using the same car, looking at the same sort of setups. Um, 
but yeah, there there are some real distances between the driver qualities throughout that team. Yes, and yes, yeah, certainly this season. Yeah, although I think that Ollie Jackson should have done a lot better. Yes. Um, one really good result aside, which was a podium um, at Sneston, where he did race pretty well that weekend. And other than that, it's all been a bit mere. Too many retirements, too many non-points finishes. It's meant he's only got 77 points. This is the driver that took two wins last year, and we really thought it turned a corner. Yeah, we thought he was going to kick on this season in a car that he was familiar with, in a team that he kind of knew. Obviously, yeah. there were changes behind the scenes. But we thought he was going to be probably like pushing for maybe top ten in the championship. That would have been fair, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, and so to pick up at least a win or one more than or multiple podiums. But to finish down in eighteenth in the championship, mm-hmm. not even into three figures worth of points. And you can't say the car doesn't work because when we get to Hill in a moment, the car does work. Exactly. Um, so it is a disappointment for him this season, um, and I think he will probably be disheartened by it. Yeah, again, it, it just couldn't get it right in qualifying either. He was never really in the top 10 in qualifying, just looking at the no. combined averages. Hill was in the top 10. Yep. And you know, One of the best qualifiers this season. Yep. So you can't blame the car. Just a bit of a disappointment all round, I think, for, for Jackson this year, unfortunately. I hope he gets to be back in the series next year, but... I always feel he's one of the drivers that's on the edge of yes. getting a drive. I know he's been it. I mean, he's been in the series Yonks now. Is it 2013 yeah. he came in? Although ages he's been in it. Yeah, but yeah. But always, you've got to keep performing. Yeah, absolutely. Talking of performing, Jake Hill kicked the season off in style with a treble podium at Thruxton, and I know I get excited and a bit hyperbole a, a, a lot, but race three at Thruxton is genuinely the best drives I've ever seen. To be on the wrong tyre yeah. in change conditions, and when he got passed by Sutton. Most people have gone, Sutton's on the right tyre, I'm on the wrong tyre, I'm going to let it lie. He tried to have a go back mm, on the wrong tyre yeah. and didn't stick it in a wall. Yeah, It was a stunning drive. It was mental. I think he scored either, either the most or equal the most amount of podiums in the season. Two wins along the way, mm. one at Croft and one at Silverstone. Finally broke that duck. Had one retirement at Knock Hill. Um, yeah, where butcher happened. Yes, exactly. It wasn't really his fault. No, it wasn't really. It was not. I mean, so, other than being able to fly away. And can I just point out something? Please do. His non-scores this season. He had a twenty-fourth at Snetterton. The next race at Snetterton, he finished twelve. Yeah. So he's made out twelve positions. Next time out, Brands Hatch Indy finished twenty-seventh in race two. Finished thirteenth in race three. Yeah. Silverstone race one finished twenty-first. Then finished ninth. Yeah. Donington race one, seventeenth up to ninth. His overtaking this season, his progress through the field has been excellent. It has been. He's a much better race. There's a there's a one or two instances that were. Yeah. But you expect that throughout the season. I think there's only really one driver I can think of that's got a, a completely squeaky clean record on overtakes this year. Yeah. Um, one or two. <laughs> uh, his yeah his race craft has been excellent. His only downfall has been. That, and it's a problem that the series have really got to look at trying to sort is that front-wheel drive cars can't carry weight very well and that was his downfall particularly you know, Silverstone he couldn't qualify particularly well because of the weight as you say started far down the grid same same story at Donington did a bit better at Brands with the weight on board but yeah that that's the problem the car couldn't carry weight and that's what ultimately un, undid him and also it's a brand new car to him yeah I'm it's, still it's fl- an excellent performance for someone yeah. who's only seen that car for pre-season testing and then jumped in and taken three podiums at the opening round. I mean, if you took Sutton as red for driver of the year, he's probably my driver of the year. Yeah. 
I think you know, certain obviously we'll get to there, but obviously has to win it really when you see how I do love that he has made you eat your words yeah, from yeah, a couple of seasons ago. Look, I'll, I'll hold my hands for it. I'm not going to carry on about that it's Moffat route you've created yourself and you know get down there. Look, I was wrong. Hey, if it brings the performances out of them, I don't care. And to be fair, I wasn't wrong three, two, three years ago. I wasn't wrong. Go on then. Well, at the time, I wasn't wrong. Well, he had he had some improvement to do, which he has done in yeah. leaps and bounds. Massively so. But just to point out, it was like not it's not like what I was saying was controversial at the time. No, no. no. This is the man that nearly made Matt Neil, Matt Neil drop kick him in the head, which is also not condoning what Matt Neil <laughs> decided to do after getting. You know, this is you know made him very very angry. But you know, I mean, and Neil doesn't get angry. We don't see him square up no, the drivers very so. often. You know, he's, so. he's very mellow. So yeah. Yeah, look, look Hill has really, really improved, and he's really knuckled down. And say, there's a few instances aside where he upset Edwards this year, but did go and apologise to her afterwards yep. and whatnot. Slightly culpable, maybe, from Adam Morgan's big problem at Donington, the racing incident, probably. Yeah. But yeah, a, a superb season, and I think his only disappointment will be fifth in the championship overall, where he could probably. I mean, you say that he is only what eleven points off of Turkington in second. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but the hard, the hot, cold hard facts are he's fifth, whereas I think for the season he was probably better than Cook and Ingram. Uh, as, as a season, the whole. Yeah, yeah, uh, certainly consistency wise. Yes, yeah. let's say fifth's a hell of an achievement. Don't get me wrong, and his podium scores are superb, and he raced really well to take the win at Silverstone uh, under pressure from Lloyd, and um, you know he's he's done a really really good job this year. It's Croft performance was sublime yeah. it really was fantastic but yeah I think he'll be I think the race for him would be disappointed that he is only 11 points off Turkton and had he not had the butcher incident for example where would he have been yeah yeah, very much so moving on though to butcher now yeah. and team Toyota Gazoo Racing horrible livery oh see I knew this livery was coming I told you it was coming and I don't mind it no but you love Everything Everton put out, which is sometimes very questionable as well. Some of the colour you like the orange sash seatbelt across your away kit this year. So we'll get onto that later. The car crash happens mid-season. Anyway, carry on. Um, Toyota running two cars this season yep. for the first time in the sport and a manufacturer entry. So yes. we knew that Butcher was moving across at the start of the season to be there. Wait, like he'd had a good inspection of the inside of the Toyota at Nest in the year before, so he'd seen what tools he was getting. He'd seen exactly which buttons were which, hadn't yes, he? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and they brought in Sam Smelt from their driver programme from the GT Championships that they'd been competing in with the GT4 Supra. It is nice to see that teams still have drivers, because obviously in F1 mm. it's very prevalent. There's driver academies, there's driver schools, and yeah. the, that you see the progression through. It's not as obvious in touring cars, I don't think. No, although I think it's becoming more obvious. Yes, yes, but it's nice. Obviously Ingram came through Plato's school of driving, yeah. etc. It's nice now to see that Toyota have given, given a chance to somebody from their driver academy rather than just brought in someone who brings the money or is the big name for the sake of it. Yeah, and we also see that happening at MB Motorsport. We see it happening yes. now at BTC Racing and I think more teams will look towards that route because if they can nurture those drivers through, they're more likely probably to have success with them. We should also mention Team Hard in that conversation as well, yes. being the, the main yep. yeah, purveyors of it. Um, but first of all, Sam Smelt uh, finished the season with five points in the main championship. Yeah. Had, what's that, five retirements throughout the year. His best finish was 13th at the final round at Brands Hatch. And I remember his pace at Alton Park 
was excellent. He just didn't get the rewards for it. No, he got caught up in a couple of instances at Alton Park, which weren't particularly his fault, and that's the end of the weekend, Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, he had a t- tendency to perhaps qualify quite well, and then it fall away a little bit as the weekend progressed. A difficult season, a, a learning season. You know, He has been in the touring cars before, but not... Not not in a competitive not, car or no. anywhere near it. Or even a recent memory. Yeah. Um, so, it was a season of, sort of like just progression for him. He was one of the few new drivers in. Um, and he's probably the best of the new drivers in. No. That hadn't been in, in it for a while. Dan Lloyd? Yeah, but he's he's had more racing experience in touring cars than Smelt. Oh yeah, he's had more, Smelt. He's had more experience. Smelt's had only one or a few drives somewhere and maybe a whole season. Okay, so Whereas Dan Lloyd has had three or four seasons. Yeah, so I think you're underdoing Taylor Smith in that category as well. Although obviously race winner and Lloyd have had better years for me than he has. They've got much more experience than me. I'm yeah, that's fair enough. Drivers like Mitchell, who's come in, right? Okay, yeah. Um, and and drivers of that sort of level. Um, Ball yeah, did a better year than him. Yeah, but Baldy's been there for four seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I think it was a good year for him. Um, See, I was left a bit underwhelmed. Okay. Honestly. Well, just because, you know, we know the car's good. Yep. I appreciate it. he's not in this, you know, it's his first time back for a long time. I just didn't really see the natural progression throughout the season. Every time you thought he's cracked it, it's back down in the end of the pack. Okay, he scored. He has scored points. That's good. You know, he scored, as you said, five points. But you know, you think he's cracked it by taking 14th, for example, at uh, Thruxton, then nowhere at all at Seston uh, next round. You see the points improve at uh, Alton Park, and then that leads into Knock Hill, where he's nowhere. I don't know. It just felt that every time there was a, a a dawn, as it were, one step forward, two steps back, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just a bit underwhelmed. I was expecting perhaps a little bit more from him, I think, just because of the car and the team he was in. I know that, obviously, Ingram's departure took with him some of the backroom staff as well, but you're going into a well-funded team with, you know, they know what they're doing. And his performance in the Jack Sears, you just pulled it up there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done well to out to beat Edwards, who was obviously in her debut I, season I, as well. I think he's finished where he'd want to finish. Looking at the three, the yeah. four drivers above him, three drivers, take out Robot, and we knew he was going to go and win that. You look at the three drivers above him in Osborne, Bordley and Butel, they've all had either last year in the car or more seasons than him. Yeah, but Butel's only had one full season in touring cars. Mm. And he wasn't really on Butel's level for most of the year. Okay. I just, a, a bit underwhelmed, I think, is what I'm, you know. Fair but, enough. Particularly as, and I stand by this comment, had Ingram been in that Toyota, Ingram would have probably won the championship. Ooh. Or no, no, not one. No, no I was going to say no, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, that's ridiculous. Oh, no, that is ridiculous. I think he would have been closer. I think he'd have probably got second. Okay, okay. I don't think the points gap would have been as vast as it was. Well, Rory was in Ingram's seat from last year, yes. um, having had a closer inspection at Silverstone, at uh, Snetterton, even. And it's see, this is oh. what I mean about progression, though. When I talk about smell, it's yeah. only about progression. You could see it started slowly for Butcher. And then the progression came, and then, okay, it dipped again, but then really started to get into a run towards the end of the season of good results. When he was able to keep the car out of anyone else's car. Yes, that I accept. The, and that's always been the problem with Rory. That is part of the issue that I've got with his results this season. He's had one, two, three, four, five retirements. 
along with that three non-scores, but he's also taken three wins and three podiums. It's like he's either very good or he's being questioned over his driving style. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. That is the problem that, you know, sometimes, I just said about Plato throughout the years, um, take the position you're in and accept the points and you don't have to go all out. There's a, an instant, was it at Autumn Park with Oliphant, which was a bit foolish. We've had the... Oh, it's the, the Knock Hill one for Knock me Hill with Hill. With Hill. It's like, what are you doing? Have you not even realised you've done that? Or have you done that on purpose? Because it's one of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just some some questionable driving for I, me. I'm with you 100%, but when he gets it right, he gets it really, oh, yeah. really, really right. It can be really quick. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the frustration is that, you know, there is a really good driver in here. There's a really quick driver in here. But it's just honing the racecraft. It's, you know, you don't have to go hell for ever all the time. There's a, If you want to see how to match aggression and knowing when not to, learn from people like Sutton. Who, which we'll get to later on, is the, in my opinion, is the master of that. But even Turkin, to a degree, can turn on the aggression if he needs to. But he's not going to be aggressive for the sake of being aggressive. Yeah. Now, just looking at some of his results through the season, if he qualifies badly, doesn't tend to do that well. No, but if he qualifies well, I mean, Silverson did very well, back to back wins with exactly. consummate ease. Donington back to back podiums with consummate ease. You know. And then, to be fair, Brands actually qualified badly and improved throughout the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was expecting more from him this season to be, what, 60, just short of 60 points off of Turkington in second. I was expecting him to be in that top five group, challenging. Well, I think the the bigger disappointment for me, who's lost out to is Shedden, who's not been in the series for a, for a Couple while. Couple of seasons, yeah. And, and Hill who you yeah, at the start of the season be expected to beat. I know he'll have a phenomenal season, but yeah. you know, you'd expect to be beating. Yeah. All things being equal. Right. Who should we move on to next? Should we do the big one? Shall we do the four Hyundai's? Yeah, I'm sick of these massive teams. It gives us a lot of work <laughs> to do. Alright, there was also split into three teams. Boutel was racing on his own um effectively Parfit yeah. was racing on his own, yeah. and Smiley and uh, Ingram were the two that were... Ginsters, Trade Price, price however many names you want to add on to the end of it. Accelerate Hyundai Sport. Yeah, something like that. Um, shall we take uh, Rick, first of all? Yeah, rock and roller Rick Parfit. Uh, crowd favourite, I reckon. Yeah. One of the crowd favourites this, this season. Ambassador. And I think he was really well liked throughout the grid. Yes. Um, a couple of the events that he did, sort of like after a race weekend, went down really well. And considering the background that he's come from coming into the championship with the, the illness and where he's come from to get back up to fitness, I think he's done okay. It was a decent season. At times he was lacking pace, to be expected. And at times he wasn't lacking pace. You know, I think that the problem is when you run at that end of the grid, you're running with... Um, the risk, shall we say, of being taken off, and that happens a couple of times. Yep. But, you know, I think it was a very, very solid season. Obviously, he had to miss a weekend, unfortunately. Um, I can't remember what that was now. Was it a concussion? Uh, no, I think that was just due to illness or injury. Injury, I think that's right. Um, which, yeah, he missed the Croft weekend, which is where Nick Halstead stood in yes. for him. Um, but apart from that, his best result was in the opening round at Thruxton in those changeable conditions where he got a 16th. Um, he also got a 19th at Alton Park in the final round there. 
he he didn't set the world alight. I don't no. think we were expecting him to. No. Um, but in general, Expecting. stayed out of trouble. Yeah. The, the the worst thing about his season for me was the awful livery, the garishness of the colours was the uh, was the problem for me. But look, uh, you say a, a favourite. He's so well liked in the paddocks. I mean, you know, he yeah. talks about his friends. He's good friends with Chilton and Oliphant. You think, well, where's that friendship necessarily come from? But he's a people person. Yeah, he is very he much is. a people person, and you can see that from the background in um, music and advertising that he's yeah. had. And he was always good to stop and chat to people in and yeah. around the paddock and stuff. I'd like to see him back just because of the personality. Yes. Whether we do, I'm not quite sure. No, he's he's got a little bit of racing pedigree behind oh, him yeah. from GTs and stuff like that. So I think another season at tracks that he now knows, in a car that he now knows. Yeah, that's a thing. He was saying he's been to events this year and never driven the track before. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, there could be a little more progress for him. Um, I think he made a really good point in one of the programmes. It might have been for the Donington one, that's his home race. Is yeah. that, yeah, he's only a second off the pace. Yeah. But. That second in touring cars huge. is humongous. Whereas in most other sports, a second really isn't that far off. Nope. And you can get away of it. Yeah. Whereas here, yeah, a second really is the difference between being on pole and being 21st or even 30, 30th. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. crazy. Anyway, the other garish car in that team. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jack Boutel. Yeah, gone from the dark blue and the bright yellow to, to the just green. green. <laughs> the lean green machine. Yeah, Boutel I really like as a driver. I, yeah, I've said that before. I really think there's a good driver in there. Decent year, score points. Did what you'd expect in the Jack Sears. Good driver. Only two retirements. Um, obviously, he had to miss the final round due to, due to concussion. Um, generally, doesn't get involved in any incidents of his own making. Obviously, as I said, you race at that part of the, the circuits. Uh, sorry, that part of the pack, sorry. You are going to get caught up in incidents time you know, again. But... A good season. I, I really like him. I just want to see him keep pushing on now. Yeah, his strongest weekend came at the second Thruxton round where he took two points finishes, yep. two fifteenths, um, and also a nineteenth in the opening race. He showed some good bouts of consistency as well. Yeah. Um, as you say, only two retirements. He's he's progressing. Yeah. It's only his second full season. Yeah. I think he's I think he's a good driver. I like him a lot. Yeah. I just hope he can stay there for next year in a car he knows, a team he knows, to, to take, keep pushing on and perhaps you know, compete for the Jack Sears next year unless we get mm. any random <coughs> changes at the top team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know. yeah, I like Butel and I think he's had a good season. Yeah, so do I. Smiley. Um, yeah, Chris, Chris Smiley. He, he got a... Well, he's Mr. Consistent, isn't he? Yes. He's not consistently great. He's not consistently bad. He's just... He's, he's there. He is... Yeah, he's had, what, four retirements this season, only two other times out of the points, and they were both 16th place finishes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, you've built him up as a bit of a name with Smiley Happened. Um, he's got himself into a few little scrapes that he's actually managed to get away with. Yeah. Um, it's other drivers that have come off worse. And I think that is the only little bit that I'd like to see him improve on Yeah, I, is yeah. keep the racing clean yeah mistakes happen sometimes fair enough um, but some of the instances especially that Alton Park one I couldn't I couldn't equate for why it had happened no but equally he's 15, finished 15th from the championship good points scored throughout the season a consistent runner in the top 10 which is you know, it's a sharp end yep. slight disappointing to get a podium this year and he didn't in truth really look close to getting one really if I'm being honest I know he got a one fourth place finish but he wasn't he, you know, he, he was a long way off as I recall at Silverson from getting third um, yeah 
I, th- I think Knock Hill was probably his best weekend. Yeah. Um, I think he qualified what on the front row, either front row or third, um, for Knock Hill, and was like, okay, where's this pace come from? Um, took a fifth and a sixth over the weekend, along with a thirteenth. Um, but yeah, there are, there are signs of progress. I'd expect him to be there next year, as he doesn't rock the boat. Yep. He's fairly, I say, Mister Consistent. Um, yeah. I, a decent performance about what you'd expect from him perhaps slightly disappointed not to have beaten the likes of Plato and Morgan who you'd have thought he's actually had more consistency over over the years but that's where finishing in the points but lower echelons of the points yep. can be problematic if you don't pick up the odd podium here or there um, but yeah a decent return for him yep moving on to Tingram then mm. Um, mm. he'll be disappointed with this season I think yes and no one because he's finished fourth in championship. Two because of how far he's ended up behind Sutton, but also with the thing of he's got into a car that one he didn't know before the start of the season, and two that we now know really struggles with weight on board. There's two counter arguments that I'd make though. Yeah. One, I think he would look at it as a fresh out of the box season. He was in the mix for the title all yep. the way through. And second of all, I don't think it's physically possible for Ingram to be disappointed. <laughs> no, no. He is possibly the happiest man on the grid at nearly all times. Yeah, I mean, also he got caught up in instance, you know, Alton Park, for example, got caught up in instance twice, you know, right off the weekend. And I think the thing is that you can, is it luck, is it driving? That's thing, that sort of stuff doesn't seem to happen to certain. Yeah. And that's, that's the killer for Ingram, I think, is that last year it happened at Brands Hatch. This year it's happened at Orton Park. Yeah. I think you know to take three wins in a car he's never driven before yeah. is pretty impressive. He's turned up. He's got a lot of seconds. We've said before five, last year five second places. Last year it was either third, first, or bust. You know, whereas this year he's you know taken the podiums and generally finished well. It's just towards the end of the season, sort of Silverstone onwards, qualifying with heavyweight on board, and then race one is completely ruined for you. We know which part of the season I think he'll be most disappointed with, and that's that second at Donington for that move move on Shedden. I think he'd be, not, he'd be disappointed himself, he'd be disappointed at the rules because it it's a nonsense. But for me, that was probably one of the drives of the season. Yeah. I to agree. come through from 11th on the grid where we thought, oh, he looks like he's going to struggle, and then it was a rocket ship in yeah. race two, yeah, yeah. and no one was stopping him apart from the officials. I still say it. that's one of the most nonsense decisions I've seen since a knock hill exclusion of him as certain. As I said earlier, nonsense. he is one of only two drivers by the look of it who have no retirements this season. He's had three non-scores. Obviously, he had that dreadful weekend at Orton Park. Although he did manage to get fastest lap in the third race at Orton Park. So he effectively scored points in that race. Yeah, that was the difference, wasn't it? Because in race one, Turkerton, Sutton and Ingram all had problems and yep. only one of them went to go and get points. Yep. And that is the difference yeah. although I will say as a wider point something next year needs to be done about the front wheel drives weight carrying ability to the rear wheel drives car I don't know how I don't know how they get sorted I'm not a yeah. technician but something has to be done because both certain attorneys could carry weight with no problem whatsoever and it killed the front through drive cars. I think next season for that sort of thing is very much going to be a work in progress with adding that extra weight of having that hybrid unit added I think the yep. characteristics of the cars are going to change slightly. Do you know what I do then? Well, then? No weight in qualifying. Okay. Keep it in the races, but no weight in qualifying. Yeah. I'd like that as a rule anyway. Yeah. And yeah, then we'll, you can, then you apply the race weight for the race. We'll we'll dive deeper into that yes. into our uh, changes, changes like podcast. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, I think Ingram will be satisfied. I think he'd be more than happy. I think you know, if, if he's always off, happy. Yeah, if you'd offered him fourth in the championship, probably should have been third if if Cook yep. had, had his <laughs> uh, Cook's Cook's final weekend was out of character for the rest of the season. You know, probably would have had a third all in all any other you know situation. Was in the championship hunt, took a number of wins, number of podiums, raced well. I, uh, you offered them at the start of the season. I still think whether he'll think like me. Where would he have been if he'd stuck in the Toyota? Mm. And that's my biggest question. Yeah. But it's yep. very easy for me to ask that. Yeah, I completely understand that. And we'll never know. No. Sorry. No, it's not. <laughs> Moving on then to Hondas. First Hondas that we've looked at this season. Um, Halfords Racing. Now, big changes behind the scenes before the start of the season yes. for them. Um, they lost their manufacturer backing, which was a surprise. Yeah. Uh, they they originally had three drivers that were possibly going well, to drive. They wanted three drivers. They wanted three drivers at the start of the season in Camish, Robottom, and Shedden. Some suggestions suggested that politics got involved with some Twitter cryptic tweets from a certain Matt Neal, the most mellow man in motorsport. Uh, Matt Neal has taken a more executive role, shall we yeah, say? Yeah, team manager, basically. Um, from his take over from his dad, Steve, really, in in yes. Sort of certainly the driver tactics and race um, tactics is on the radio with his big antennae uh, on his head doing the updates of the drivers and plans etc coaching I think probably coaching Robot quite a lot this year as well yes very much so um, and we had a returning three time champion in Shedden who um, struggled to find his mojo yes didn't he? for a bit for a bit um, obviously as you say Camish was then left to leave the team, uh, he would race a few rounds of BTC. He's also Just offered, one. well race races. He said he was also offered a place at a touring car team, but had already signed his Porsche deal at the time. Yes. So I wonder if that was BTC at, at the time and not signed Proctor. But yeah, yep. Yeah, so you say Shedden came back, and for a while, I did wonder why bother. Yeah, he didn't have a good opening, did he? Retiring from the first race, not scoring in the second, and then having that stunning drive in race three at Thruxton in those changeable conditions. Uh, He then picked up sort of like, what, four podiums coming into the mid-season and then had a little slump in form again at Thruxton with two retirements um, and also no points scored at all at Silverstone. Silverstone was certainly a weekend to forget for him. But following that, he bounced back as we kind of expected he would do at some point with a double win at Donington, although a little bit of controversy along along with that, and also a double podium at Brands Hatch GP. The end of the season was far better than the start, but it's not the consistency that we're used to seeing from him. No, but we we did see the bullishness which we're used to seeing from him at times throughout the season. Um... Questionable antics at times. At times, at other times, superb driving, yeah, yeah. which is the Shedham that has been a staple of the touring cars for so many years. Yeah, him and him and Butcher this season, they've almost been glued together in in their review, really. Mm. Um, only four points have separated them, finishing sixth and seventh in the championship. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of copy and paste for them two. Uh, yeah, I mean, Shedham ultimately is finished well inside the top 10 he's beaten quite a few yep. big names and people that have been there for a while so he'll be fairly happy I'd have thought with his season took a, his 50th win in the sport as well so that's a great achievement along the way 
caught up in other people's accents at times, to be fair to him. But equally, karma comes at you fast, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah a decent return. Interested to see if he's there next year. One assumes... Neil said that he'd taken this year off as a sabbatical. Hmm. Does that suggest he's going to come back? I honestly don't think it does, but the question has to be asked. I know you're shaking your head, but I, I, yeah. Does Camish come back into the fold? How how controversial would that be? Well, would it be? I mean, he just won the Porsches again. I mean, he's now the most successful Porsche driver of all time. Yep. Apart from Tim Harvey's got more wins, but I mean, if yeah. Camish stays, that's going to presumably become um, you know, challenged. But, yeah. I wouldn't be... <laughs> Will they be allowed a third car this se- or this coming season? That would be interesting. No. No, I don't think they will either. I don't think they have the money to run either. I think teams are going to really struggle to run three cars. I think, obviously, we'll get to WSR and the news that's come out there. But, yeah, I don't think um, they'll be running a third car next, next year either. Robot, on the other hand. Yes. What a season for a driver that was so... Richard... Well, yeah, you're going to say written off. Richard on for a weird even turned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because the he had had a season out, couldn't get a drive for 2020. Let's not forget that his 2019 season wasn't particularly strong either. It was a fairly weak showing in the Cataclean Mercedes. Yes, I think he only had two point scores in that, and that was after the midpoint of the season where he may have found something in the, the mid-season test at Snetterton, I think it was. Um, but yeah, he was a driver, as you say, already written, written off coming into that team. Obviously bought a big amount of sponsorship with him, yep. which is why I think he obviously got the nod over Camish in in that team because of the sponsorship that was lost and and the money behind the scenes with Honda dropping out. Although, can I just say, can you imagine a Duckham's oil livery Ooh. Honda? How good would that look? Yeah. Um, carry on. <clears throat> but Robottom was the first driver to take a win in that team this mm-hmm. season. Um, an excellent win at Alton Park. And an excellent weekend for him at Alton Park. Both him and Shedden were super quick that weekend. Yep. And we didn't think anyone was going to catch them. I think the only disappointment would be, uh, you know, this is me being ultra harsh, is that's the only win he took all season. Yes. And I think he had the ability to take more. Yep. Um, I think the car had the ability to take more as well. But yeah, you know, for a, he, he smashed the Jack Sears out of the park. I mean, he'd won that with rounds to spare. I think he won that, won that at Donington, actually, didn't he? That, yep. You know, a really good year. He only had one retirement throughout the year as well, which was you know, the retirements beforehand were the bane of his life beforehand. Um, obviously, he had a non-contested at Foxton, but yeah. Um, yeah, most of, most of those non-scores that he's had were in like that little section: two races at Thruxton, two races at Croft, following each other. Yeah, only two other non-scores outside of that, but consistently in the points, pretty much everywhere else. And strong in the points as well. Yeah, yeah, mainly top 10 finishes a couple of lower ones where I think at times they struggle with the weight we also put just going off the back of that scored a point at each round yes yeah, which is good it's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. strong that is strong yeah I think ninth in the championship he will be pleased yes I think he might be a little disappointed to be behind Moffat but Moffat had a really good second half of the season yeah um, and was there when he needed to be but he's beaten drivers like Jelly like Morgan Plato Oliphant all drivers who you would have thought going into the season would probably have outscored him. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. A really strong season for Row Bottom, and it's good when you see people. Yeah, you know, I suppose it's very easy to write somebody off and very easy to be an armchair pundit. But yeah, you know, there's a lot of because he'd replaced Camish, the controversy yeah. was humongous about yeah, it. Yeah, and actually, I think he's done. He went a long way this season to you know 
prove Proved people himself. wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Happy for him. Moving on then, BTC. Yep, the other Honda. Hondas. Yep. Um, we'll start with Jade. Yes. Her first full season in the Touring Cars Championship, and she's managed to score that first point. Yes. Um, crucial. And the first season for a lady racer since 2007. Fiona Leggett. I mean, lady race. I mean, what were you from the 1950s? But how else would you like me to call her? Female racing driver. Okay, then we'll go for that. Lady racer. I mean, are you a police officer? But yes. No. Yeah. No. Great for the sport. Great for uh, women in motorsport. Uh, and obviously, that there's a, a really exciting surge of women in motorsport at the moment. You look at Abby Eaton in the uh, W Series. Yep. Jessica Hawkins. Obviously. W Series as a whole, I think, has been really good to be on yep. the F1 package and and get more media coverage around it and I think Jade has done excellent for that in the touring cars this season as well yeah and of course you've also got people like Jamie Chadwick uh, F1 is in touching distance you'd feel mm. and then uh, Abby Pulling had a, obviously unfortunately couldn't complete the Formula Ford series this year but when she was in it she had a really good season the driver yeah. Brands we saw in the rain was superb yeah yeah anyway we're talking about Jade <laughs> yeah Jade got her only point score at Snetterton in the final race finished 15th her next best score after that was at the final round at Brands Hatch where she had a 16th not too many retirements only five throughout the season and there or thereabouts with the other drivers that we thought she would be racing with. It was decent. It was decent. Uh, yeah. It... I mean, you look at the Jack Sears, for example. She's finished sixth in that. She's finished ahead of Nick Hamilton, who's been there for many, many seasons. Yeah. Glyn Geddes had seasons there before. Um, and Old sparring partner, Andy Neat. Yeah, ahead of him. Ahead of Rick as well, which I think... Might have been her target this season. The only caveat I would say, and I have to be boring and pedantic, Go is that she then. had the best car, probably of anyone in the Jack Sears, other than Row Bottom. Yeah, yeah. On paper. Yeah. On paper. Yeah. Um, but no, I, th- I think she'll be happy with that and happy with the season as a whole. And she should be. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be good to see her back next year. Hopefully she can uh, be back in the series next year. Um, but yeah, a, a decent season. Improvements all the time. Yeah, and a good qualifier on the whole. Mm. Fairly strong qualifier. Yep. Uh, right, we're not going to cover Camish, although a fantastic Camish has actually beaten several drivers in the championship, having only contested three rounds and he's scoring two of them. he's scoring in two rounds and he's yeah. beaten... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, glossing Pro- over that. Proctor took his place um, from Snetterton onwards, and he was called up so late to the Snetterton weekend, he may as well not be in there. Anyway, he didn't score any points that weekend. So if we take his rounds from Brands Hatch Indy to Brands Hatch GP, fantastic. Stunning. One yep. of the form drivers throughout the season. For me? Yeah, I, I couldn't argue with you on that point at all. Um, One so wonders if he'd started the season, had all the <clears> prep, would he have been in the championship hunt? I think he'd been close. I don't think he'd have won it, obviously, but I think he'd have been a lot closer. A win? I think, again, the only thing I'd say is that he only took one win, and I think he could have taken more. Yeah, one win, three seconds, two thirds, uh, two retirements, and three other non-scores apart from that Snesterton weekend. two polls? Uh, yeah, one at Alton Park and one at Brands. And he's in the top 10 of the average qualifiers with an average position of 7.78. I think it really helped that almost having that stunted start, he was never in that sort of like top 10 of the championship and never really had that much weight on board. Yeah, that, that's that's the caveat. That is the caveat. <clears throat> but I think that it was, well, I was surprised that um, Accelerate kept Smiley and not Proctor, Same. if I'm honest with you. I think you, you were too. 
and I think he is too good not to be on the grid and I'm hoping that he'll be on the grid again next year. I think it was part of the thing was how much sponsorship and how much money he brings with him to not have been on the grid for the start of this season anyway was a surprise and when we heard that that seat was available at BTC I think he was the nailed on driver for it because Camish had already signed up for the Porsches. Yeah, and a good choice as well. Um, Josh Cook the driver that probably frustrates me the most as I've said in the past that when he's good boy is he good and Thruxton he loves clearly um, <laughs> what three wins and a second yeah, out I heard, of four races I heard he's currently lobbying gouge of a whole season of Thruxton <laughs> um, 30 rounds best of 30 but and, no, what, and just finish at Brands GP where again he got a double win yeah uh, and he was on fire at Brands GP as well um, only driver to take two, two double wins this season uh, you might want to check Open, that. Opening round at Thruxton, he took a double win, and at Brands Hatch GP, he took a double win. Uh, the, sake, o- hang on. the only other double wins this season, Shedden had a double win at Donington, and Butch had a double, double win, win at Silverstone. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, when he is good, he's really good, and when he's out front, people normally don't catch him. No, but then you get the Cook <laughs> weekends where it goes terribly wrong like Alton Park, for example. I don't um, think anyone had a good weekend at Alton Park, did they, apart from um, Shedden and Robom? Yeah, but then you get the Silverstone disqualification by being a bit silly with the overtake, which... I mean, That's ambitious, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for once, Butcher was the recipient of some... <laughs> questionable Hard racing. Dis- yeah, questionable driving. Uh, you then had the um, Snetterton debacle. Okay, he came to fourth in the end, but had no pace for for three quarters of the event I say that car didn't have any pace for that event for some reason no you then get to sort of the, the you know just the Donington sort of there but not really there yeah he's done Consist- well he's done well to finish third in the championship yeah, he has completely but I think that if he'd had the similar weekend at Brands actually in other places then he wouldn't have been third but then if my auntie had testicles she'd be my uncle so we're talking a bit what aboutery yep I just think that there is a driver in Josh Cook who is good enough to win the championship. And yes. I just think that the thing stopping Josh Cook win the championship is him. Is Josh Cook. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. Do you disagree? Uh, Am I too harsh in your view? A little bit. Yes, he struggles to find the consistency. I agree with you on that. Qualifying. It's qualifying that's the problem. Yeah. At times. Um, But I, I don't know. Although average position of seventh this year, so that kind of... it's just that little bit extra that he needs Um, so yeah I I think he could be there or thereabouts but again it's that little little bit extra just to turn those non-points into decent points finishes I think it's just now the fourth year in a row he's gone into the final weekend with a mathematical chance of winning it albeit the mathematics were rather (laughs) highly against him weren't they (laughs) yeah but yeah Cook is a great driver he's good for the sport I just want him to push on and take that next step. I want him to actually be in proper contention, not just, well, if nobody else turns up, then he'll win it. Yeah. I just want him to be a bit closer. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Moving on to BMW then. Um, the the challengers to the champions this year of Laser Tools. 
Three drivers, Jelly, Oliphant, Turkington. Shall we start with probably the Good, least... the bad and the ugly in many ways. Oh, well, well, no, that's too harsh, actually, because the one... Yeah. The, the, the great, the good, and the meh. <laughs> the, the least impressive this season was probably Oliphant. Yeah. Through half the time, no fault of his own. Yep. Unluckiest driver of the season by some way for yes me. Yes and no. Okay. If you qualify in that area of the pack and he said he's 9.8 overall but there were a couple of events where he's qualified far down yep. if you're in that area of the field you've got to expect some roughhousery yeah he had four retirements throughout the year probably the most spectacular one was the autumn park which um, the car just got ruined uh, and therefore didn't start race two and then somehow he managed to drag that to 14th in race three yep. Um, a couple of other non-scores with that. He took one win at Brands Hatch yep. in the opening race of the Indy Circuit and three other podiums. But when Oliphant's good, he's very good. Though I still say, and I've said it, I've broken record at this point, Racecraft needs some work. He's not yep. elbows out enough. and It's a bit of an easy pass. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be very disappointed with this season. Yes. Um, he was looking to kick on from last season where... We both agree he'd done well, hadn't he? Yeah, he'd done well. And he'd kicked on. And we thought, maybe maybe he's an outside shot at the title going into yeah. this season. Um, to finish 16th in the championship, yeah. only 129 points. It's really quite disappointing. Well, to um, be behind Smiley, Lloyd, Proctor, who's not done the full season. Yeah. I think those three in particular. And Jelly, who you're expecting to beat as your teammate. Yeah. yeah. And, and Morgan, who's in the sister car, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, probably the least said about his season, the better. The problem um, is that when it goes wrong, he doesn't seem to be able to affect that slide particularly well. No. You look at Knock Hill as an example, retirement, 17th and then to 14th, but there's no weight on board, mm. should it be going quicker. Yeah, not pushing through the field as we would expect some other drivers Croft is uh, the other one. to do. But and Donington as well. I mean, Donington was particularly appalling, I thought, having been there as well. Yeah. Just couldn't believe. Has weekend. has his has his performance been highlighted this season by how well Jelly has done? Yeah, I mean, we spoke earlier about me eating words, and I don't think this to the same level. But I think you, in particular, have been incredibly surprised by Jelly's performance yeah. this year, and pleased by it in many respects. Consistency. As well. Look, yeah. from Alton Park to the end of Donington, he finished every single race in the points. He's only had. What, two retirements, and they were very early in the season. And one of those was Shedden happening in a big way at Brands Hatch. Yep. yep. Uh, and three other non-scores. He's taken two podiums, a second at Alton and a third at Knock Hill. Mm-hmm. And it's just been good. consistently good. Good. He hasn't, well. he hasn't had one of those jelly-esque weekends. The yeah. only one that's got close to it was that Brands one, where, as you say, had the incident with Shedden. Yeah. Um, but... He's recovered well, especially at the last Brands Hatch round, where he went from 23rd to 9th. Again, he's scored points at every single weekend. Yep. Um, and he's raced well. When he's been in the pack, He's you know, he has raced well. He I remember the fantastic tussle with uh, Ingram at Knock Hill, with Ingram selling him the most beautiful dummies on the chicane. Yep. Uh, sorry, the hairpin, sorry. But he's raced well. He's not got himself into silly scrapes. He's not caused silly accidents. Nope. There's been weekends where he's been a little bit off the pace. I mean, to, and to be fair to it, Brands Hatch GP at the end of the season, so unlucky because he was running so well until yeah. that until the, he had an issue with the oh, I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, car. 
he did. I think it was an electrical issue. Um, but it came around sounding like a bag of nails, didn't yeah. it? And then they got that sorted out and... Recovered to ninth in race two. He did really well, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, a surprising uh, season and a pleasing one. One of the surprises of the season, I think, yeah. for sure. Uh, but he does go well into WSI, doesn't he? Yes, very much so. Turkington uh, finished second in the championship. One retirement, and that was the final race. He had three non-scores al- along the way two of which were at Brands Hatch Indy, where we thought he was going to score no points at all until he pulled out 14th in race three. Um, along with that, he took four wins with three pole positions and actually won the much-hated Kunji Wingfoot Award. Um, Is it the most pointless award in motorsport? <laughs> <laughs> possibly, possibly. Um, but along with that, he took, what, through four podiums, which I don't think is enough. And I think that's no. where... He's been let down this season. And that's the reason that he's so far off Sutton in the end. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know what to really say. I mean, we saw mistakes creeping. We don't normally see a knock hill where he bottled mm-hmm. the lead because Sutton was putting the pressure on. Yep. Got caught up in other people's problems. Saw that Brian's hatch. We saw that uh, sorry, at the indie circuit with Sam Osborne. But to be honest, he never recovered. I mean, and at Orton Park, he got caught up in an accident with... Um, initially, we thought it was Moffat, but it wasn't on replays. I can't remember who it was now. But didn't recover. Yep. And the difference is Sutton does, and that's the difference, yeah. I think. And ultimately, yeah, too far off. Came quite strong towards the end of the season, you have to say. She normally does anyway. But then, and Donington's another one talking about unforced errors. We spun it on the um, old hairpin, yep. pushing for second, I think it was at the time. Yeah. So I think for the first time in a long time, he's really had the pressure turned on him all season. I don't think he's coped particularly badly, but he's not coped particularly well either. Yeah. Just a season of. It's not. It's not even a kind of what could have been. We we didn't see the pace that we expected of him this season, um, and I think the only reason that he's finished second in the championship is because of the strong end to the season, where he's taken a couple of wins and a podium, finished outside the top ten once, and by the time the final race came round, it was already lost anyway. Pretty much. So. I suppose what I say is that this is the season where his technique really hasn't worked because someone has, has employed his technique but done it better and been. At times he needs to be more bolshy. Yeah. Yeah. Needs no, to push and progress more. I completely agree with you. Anyway, on to the champions. Laser Tools Racing. Yes. We'll start with uh, Carl Bordley. Um, obviously, he was part of that three man team. Scored a good few points finishes over the season. Best finish of. 10th at Knock Hill a mm-hmm. um, couple of other 11ths along the way, 29 points overall, along with a few retirements though, what's that, 6 across the season um, it was uh, I would say earlier you said about Smelt and my uh, synopsis being 2 steps forward, sorry 1 step forward, 2 steps back, I think that applies yes. spades to Bordley if I'm honest yep. with you yeah, because yeah, you look at the Alton Park weekend he's had 2 11th place finishes and then retires in race 3 and then he has two good rounds at Knock Hill and then finishes 24th, 21st retirement at Thruxton at the next round. Yeah. And it's just a case of needing more consistency because we, at points we saw that the pace was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but I think he's in he's in a car there where he knows how to work it. He's getting much more out of it than he did from the one series last season. Oh, absolutely. And he had a good tussle for second place uh, with Osborne in the... Jack Sears. It's quite funny that Osborne beat him in the Jack Sears, but 
Baldy beat him in the actual overall standings, which yep. is quite a quirk of how Jack Sears works. Yep. Yep. Um, not expecting to see him return next year. Uh, the suggestions are his two licenses are up for sale, so not mm. necessarily expecting to see him back on the grid for next year, but we'll have to see how that goes. Could be an interesting shake-up with uh, that area of the grid. Mm. Next up, much maligned, Aidan Moffat, you're a person who you wish wasn't in the sport or doesn't deserve... Or, no, know, no, or, right, uh, right, 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 right. Mid-season, I called him mediocre. Okay, oh, From right. there, yeah. I reckon he's listened and he's kicked on, and he's kicked on well. He's taken a win, two other podiums, and... Been generally very strong. Yeah, he, he's done what he needed to to bring that team's championship home for laser tools. I just think that he's not as bad as you make out. He's done very well to finish eighth in the championship. And that is down to the second half of the season, in my eyes. Yep. And hopefully we use this as a good uh, block now to ground uh, himself for next season. Get yep. a couple more wins along the way. But I think he's had a very strong season. In no, only one retirement, which is Thrux in the wet, so I don't really count that as a full retirement because, I mean... Yeah, as you've said about 19 times so far, changeable conditions, so... <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good season. It's a really good season. I think Croft was his best weekend by far. First, yes. second, or third, a sixth. Sorry. Yeah. And took the pole there. Silson was a strong consolidation for that, with a fourth and a fifth and a seventh. Um, and he stepped up and is a perfect teammate for Sutton. He's not an easy pass, but he's not going to do anything so stupid that you say it's a fix. He's put him on the wall on purpose, yeah. but he's not an easy pass. Yeah. Um, perhaps like slightly lucky to have that podium from <clears throat> Brands Hatch though as we've discussed with the Plato segment <laughs> and then we yes. come to our champion um, the biggest points total in our oh, winning margin sorry in um, our viewing history history from 2005 yeah. onwards 51 One. good maths good maths <laughs> points yeah it's the it's the biggest win since uh, Matt Neal back in 2006 did we yeah, say about 48 points, points. Um, yes, th- that gap looks a hell of a lot bigger because Turkington retired in the final race. But across the season, he's finished every single race apart from one, which he retired at Orton Park with a broken toe link, inside the points, and only three times, uh, twice even, outside the top ten. Yeah, and one of those was the Orton Park thing, which wasn't his fault, caught up in, a, um, yep. in an accident when his wheel came off, otherwise he'd have probably carried on anyway. Yep. I think the only disappointment which he'll have this season, and there is a disappointment, is that he wasn't able to race hell for leather the whole way through and had to change his approach because <laughs> he did say it's been very hard to, to sit in, you know, sit in fifth and be happy about it. But I mean, ultimately, he'd won this by Silverstone, really, hadn't he? It, I was going to say honest. when when it was all tied up by the end of the second race at Brands GP, and we knew the gloves were off, yeah. we knew he was going to win that race, final race from. Yeah. Almost any position on the grid, yeah. didn't we? And that's what he's done so well. Is that he's you know he, the Snetterton win in race two was phenomenal. Uh, you know, seemingly having nothing in race one. Yeah. And then just the speed he caught the field through, the way he got past everybody cleanly. I don't remember any. Con- I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember any controversial move from him this year. He's just he's measured. The, very the, very he's measured. He's the master of just sitting and waiting for something to happen. A door to mm. open that extra centimetre or so, or two drivers to take each other off and just nip around the side of both of them. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I think this is the most resounding win, not just by the points, but in terms of how far apart he's been for the rest of the field. He's been a dominant force and consistently dominant as well. There weren't any weekends where we questioned why was he struggling or 
what what's happened to his pace or anything like that. Whereas other drivers, nearly all of them, at one point, we've gone not on it this weekend. And the thing about that Neil victory you mentioned in 2006 is that Plato still gave him a good run for his money that year. Yep. I don't think the I don't think the gap was as big as the points ended up being. Whereas yeah. this year, I mean, that that is reflective. That is correct. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sutton really has been by far and away the best driver on the grid. Yes, certainly has. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on who or how you think the season has been. Who you think have been standout drivers? Um, who you think have been underperforming, under the weather maybe? Um, we'll get on to our full awards in another pod um, we'll bring you a nice little update um, of who our drivers of the season are villains prizes uh, along with awards such as like livery of the season which you mentioned the um, earlier and maybe even a race of the season each yeah why not I need to get my uh, my dicky bow from the dry cleaners so we can get that ready to wear for our <laughs> awards night dinner here uh, everyone is invited although I shouldn't imagine we're going to get any <laughs> drivers turn up um, but yeah, looking forward to that. We'll do say doing awards, and we'll we'll put our list of awards on our social, so you can have your views as well, and we yep. get those, um, get those in, uh, for for the awards pod. Yeah, we hope you've enjoyed the season. We certainly have. It's been the season where we've seen the most amount of live racing, um, having gone to six of the events. Yeah, six out of the ten. Um, yep. and we're very much looking forward to next season. We'll have a couple of podcasts in between for you as. As we've already said, we'll have the awards. We're looking at possibly five things that we would change in the championship. A hopefully a Marshalls special, um, and also a, a closer look at the hybrid car. Yeah, which I say we'll probably end up doing probably into the new year when yeah. some more facts are there. Uh, also, keep an eye on the website because there will be some articles going up there shortly. Um, just yeah. if you want to read basically what we just said for the last hour and twenty minutes. It's slightly more in depth on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Just not constrained to record so brilliant all right well it's been a pleasure to be beside you Sam the season is over in terms of the racing well it's not over in terms of us you'll be pleased to hear as you've just outlined but it's been a pleasure to be alongside you throughout the year looking forward to 2022 already yeah so am I we'll speak to you soon for our awards show. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 